Hello and welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Wesley Hilliard speaking, and I'm joined as always by William Gallagher. Our sponsors this week are ZocDoc and NomNom. This week, we're discussing last-minute details of the Apple Vision Pro before pre-orders begin, and we're covering, yet again, more Apple Watch drama. <laughs> Are you uh, ready to come to the U.S. and buy a brand-new Apple Watch with some uh, features missing? Uh, speaking to you live now from Heathrow Airport, where the crowds are excited. No, I'm not. I'm genuinely more excited in Vision Pro every day, and I'm really surprised at that. Uh, but the whole Apple Watch thing. I thought that was sorted. It was done. And now you're telling me no. Well, just to jump right into it. um, So Apple appealed the circuit court, basically, trying to get a stay on an import ban with the Apple Watch unchanged. So basically to say, until all of our appeals are complete, please prevent us from... um, having to do the import ban basically and uh that got denied uh of course it did because i i feel like the courts are against apple on this one massimo has a pretty good case on its hands and apple is still fighting to invalidate those patents because basically the patents massimo is fighting for um apple is arguing are inarguable they're they're common sense patents more or less mm-hmm. um but to um again apple was ready uh we've discussed this before apple had a software patch basically and apple watches shipping and apparently they were so ready they already had boxes uh labeled <laughs> as to which ones were um stripped of the blood oxygen detection so as of we today as we record thursday january 18th if you go to an apple store or order through apple store online you'll get an apple watch series 9 or apple watch <laughs> ultra 2 with the blood oxygen detection turned off. The sensor is still in the watch. The app is even there, but if you try to launch it, it will say unavailable. That's incredible. The, the labeling stuff. You've got to give Apple credit for attention to detail for things. I'm, I don't know why the boxes are impressing me, but they really are. Yeah. So. It's, not a, it, it's not like they slapped a giant sticker on the side, brought to you by Massimo or anything like that, but... <laughs> Um, there is like a, uh, in the serial number, sl- uh, a slash, I, f- I forget the exact digits, YN or something like that at the end of the serial number. So you'll be able to tell, but, um, just so you know, if anyone listening was like, oh darn, I waited until January 19th to buy an Apple watch. Don't worry. You can go to Amazon, Best Buy or anyone else that sells these watches and they should still have stock on the other watches. This, uh, whole thing does not affect already sold and shipped watches and the Actually. other companies <clears throat> don't have to uh stop selling so i what happened assuming this all works out since i mean legal cases never end ever but they end enough and apple is allowed to carry on selling them if i buy an apple watch in this period i presume apple can re-enable the software um, can't they? technically if they win uh if if they settle or get some some sort of win out of this to say you are now allowed to use this patented technology that's in the series 9 and ultra 2 and you can sell them unaltered again then they could release a software update uh, undoing the disabling so right. um Good. yeah it's just hard to tell honestly again as i've said before i have a feeling we're just going to ride this out and this this court case could go for another year or two and in 2026 maybe um those uh changes will get re- reversed but it won't matter because the series 10 and ultra 3 or whatever is next will probably bypass this in hardware and still have blood oxygen detection just through a different means 
and it will all be moot anyway. So mm-hmm. I think that's why Apple wanted to ride this out as long as they could. The lion's share of Apple Watch sales happen in that first quarter, and we're well past it now. Uh, and every other sale of Apple Watch is global, mostly, for the rest of the year as we get through Chinese New Year. Um, yes, America has Valentine's Day, but there's very little to, uh, other than birthdays and minor holidays to push the sales of this device hard, like Christmas. So, um yeah, we'll see what happens here. It's interesting they had to make this change in the first place. Apple's very adamant about not settling, so obviously I think they're just going to ride this wave till September unless something happens in the courts, which I doubt. I hear you, though. You're saying the world needs more holidays. That's what's going on. I'm, I'm kind of behind you. I'm with you on that one. Yes. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't disagree, but also I'm tired. I don't need more things to do. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're not up for William Gallagher Day on uh, March the 9th. I'm picking some date where I don't think anything's happening. Um, you, Speaking you of know uh, that's gonna be National William Chocolate Gallagher Day, Day uh, that should just be on this on uh, Wikipedia's birthday, which I believe was a few days ago as we record. So oh, really? there you go. <laughs> right. um, per- perfect timing. Funnily enough, this is, uh, as we record this, it is two years and 51 weeks since started doing since I started doing a YouTube channel uh, for it. And I only realized that a few minutes ago. So I'm up to my third anniversary. Isn't it funny? You start something and it keeps going. The next thing you know, you're years down the line. And I can't really compare a YouTube yeah. channel to making an Apple Watch or something like that. But I think I just did. So, yeah. Mm. I, I can't comprehend being in my fifth year at Apple Insider. It doesn't make sense to me. But... Moving on, um, we got a tiny little lightning round because we got some big news stories to cover that I want to go in detail on. So I'm going to throw some stuff at you, William, and uh, I want you to bounce it right back. So I don't know how much you've been keeping up with the news, but did you hear Find My can now hold 32 items instead of just 16? Oh, do you know, funny! I didn't know it was a six. I didn't know it was a limit at all until they said it was thirty-two. But I've been going around counting on my fingers how many devices I've got, and I'm nowhere near it. Are you close to it? I was at fourteen, I believe, when this uh, announcement was made. I didn't realize it, but I just accumulated different Find My devices: um, mm. wallet, keys, backpack, uh, different little trackers to test. Um, but funny enough, what what really amplifies this, uh, you may not realize, is AirPods. Oh. Each each the, earbud and the case count as individual items, so they're a I set of see. three. If you have AirPods Pro that have the Find My in them, yeah. So uh, and even so, that's the one thing I managed to lose all year. My AirPods <laughs> Pro, you nothing you can Apple just give up. There's nothing you can do to fight clumsiness like just this. Just tie it to but, your wrist. Hmm. But th- that was an interesting increase. I'm glad they did it. Um, I'm not sure why there's a limitation uh, other than maybe server capabilities. It's kind of like at one point there was a limit of like five, um, what is it called, HomeKit secure video cameras. And then oh, if yeah. you paid for the higher tier of iCloud storage, you got 10. And then just randomly they went up to unlimited. Now you can just have many cameras as you want. I expect that will probably happen with Find My as well. We'll just eventually be able to have an unlimited amount. And 32 is a much harder to reach number. I don't believe I'm going to reach 32. There's just not enough devices to track. But as Apple releases more things, which might have actually been the reason why we didn't get more technologies with Find My before, because there was a limitation. Like, Mm -hmm. why isn't there Find My in the Siri remote? Well, 
that kind of explains it. That's just another thing in the list. But now that there's 32, it'll be much harder to reach. And that's per person, too. So um, you can have quite a few devices you're tracking in your home. Yeah. Well, one um, thing, actually, I'm, I'm curious about. Uh, a friend of mine loathes um, being notified that her MacBook has been left behind. And I think it's wonderful because I actually did leave mine behind at a Writers Guild meeting once I managed to run down the road to get it. Uh, I, I think they're great, but apparently some people loathe it. Where do you stand on love or loathe? Um, I think it's a great feature. Uh, I like that. You know, um, I have a wallet that has a tracker in it, so if, I, I know if I leave it behind. You can also set up safety zones for work, for home, yeah. school, whatever, um, so it doesn't notify you just in case you do need to actually, like, leave it in a locker or something and you, you intentionally leave it behind. Uh, you can turn off that notification for that location. Um, I think it's a useful feature. I do find it funny, so very rare circumstances can create um, annoying situations. My niece's boyfriend, uh, they're 16, he got to find my like, so he got to find my wallet kind of thing with an, it, that he could put an air tag in for Christmas, and his phone doesn't have service, so you can already hear what's going to happen. Anytime yes. he's traveling with us in the car, the phone can't ping the Find My network, but the mm. air tag can ping the Find My network through our devices, and everyone in the car. <laughs> the entire day no matter where we go no matter what we do every 15 minutes we get an alert on our phone saying there's an air track following you with a map of everywhere we've been yes we know he's with us i'm sorry there's nothing we can do about it um so i find that uh, interesting i wish there was a way to like because that find my notification should have a serial number associated with it or something to say never alert me about this air tag <laughs> just to turn mm -hmm. it off but i find that um a little frustrating, but I I don't think that situation is completely unique, but it is definitely an edge case. Yeah, about ditch him. That's the technology solution <laughs> right there. Throw his wallet out the no. window. Okay, that's getting harsher and harsher by the minute. I feel rotten now, but something so, needs to be done. Yes, I okay. saw Tim Cook got his uh, pay deducted quite a bit. Um, you, you wrote this story, William. Are, are you feeling a little uh, sorry for Tim Cook this year? Uh, what happened? Actually, I shed a tiny little tear. I really did. It was terrible. Well, I this actually goes back a year. It's just happened, but it was decided a year ago when uh, after various shareholder meetings and things and lots to do with executive pay discussions, Tim Cook himself asked for his... Um, well, it's not his base salary. His base salary is, you know, merely $3 million. But he asked for the base plus some particular stock thing he gets to be reduced... Uh, something like from 60-something down to 40-something. Uh, I'm mixing up the figures now because then the figures go back up when you right. add other stock things. The, uh, but he asked for a discount, and he got it. So Yeah, the totals end up being $99.4 million for 2022, $63.2 million for 2023. So a $30 million pay cut. I don't know where that money has gone to, but there's a lot of stuff with Tim Cook. He needs a security detail. He needs private jets. You know, he's, he's a big famous guy um it's just interesting these numbers are unbelievable they're untouchable to me you know my tiny little uh overall pay by comparison it's just wow i mean my goodness yeah, i mean it, it is more than i earn in a week you know it's just hard to <laughs> hard to get your head around but in two weeks um yeah yeah now, now we're talking thing is i mean there it's monopoly money by this stage it's just meaningless numbers but he is responsible for apple 
getting to a trillion. So you don't expect him to not be paid for it. It's, it's, obviously, it's what he's worth to the company. So you can't, I don't think you can complain about it. You can Absolutely. just want it. Really, I still don't. I still understand the Tim Cook haters. There's still people out there that post every day that Tim Cook ruined Apple and it's an absolute failure. And then I just like post a picture of the stock, the stock graph from 2011 <laughs> till today, and it's absolutely incredible. But speaking of things ticking up, uh, Apple Arcade seems to have more users, more and more users, comparable by volume to the rest of the gaming market. I bet you know nothing about this, William. Oh, and no, your Sudoku puzzles. Do you play Sudoku on Apple Arcade? You might be contributing to this. I tried it this. once. Uh, I tried it once, and I was actually surprised to find that the the game on there is is good Sudoku, the same one that I play on my iPhone a lot. So I think I played it once there. I did also, I once tried a Star Trek game, and on the way in it said, well, you need a controller, you need this. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. And um, never really went back, I'm afraid. I'm just, uh, for some reason games go straight over my but maybe it's just like sport does i can't get it somehow. video games are certainly uh you had to be there kind of thing and i feel like you might have missed the uh movement but that's that's perfectly fine because not everyone's a gamer i mean my mom her phone majority of the time is a coloring book that's uh that's what she does she oh, likes to color yeah um i need to get her an ipad so she has a bigger screen but anyway the just the the metrics here are funny um According to these uh, numbers, about 10% of U.S. consumers play some kind of game on Apple Arcade, and that makes sense. There's over 300 titles available, ranging from simple card games to uh, big adventure games. Uh, I've actually been playing the latest uh, Tamagotchi uh, game. It's really cute, really fun. I recommend people go try that out. It's actually better, I think, than the Hello Kitty game. Um, Still cute, though. Very silly. Uh they actually came out with. I don't know if you ever played this one, William. Do you ever play Minesweeper on Windows? Oh God! Back in the distant, distant past. I mean, Windows version minus one or something. I don't <laughs> remember paying well, it like that. It's still uh, around. Uh, so, to, good news. There's a new game called Corn Sweeper because Minesweeper is a property of Microsoft, um, <laughs> where okay. you click click on the things and it pops popcorn instead of, and uh, you can still blow things up if you click the wrong ones. It's very cute little, uh, yeah, popcorn version of Minesweeper called, oh, called Corn oh. Sweeper. Yeah. Do I want to ask this or don't I? I don't know, but I've already started, so I'll finish. Uh, is there a chance Lemmings is on Apple Arcade? No, it's not. That would okay, be a good addition. that's probably a good though. thing. Yeah, sometime <laughs> in the late 80s, early 90s or something, I got quite obsessed with it. I so vividly remember one level where uh, I was playing it on a black and white power book, and in black and white or grayscale, whatever it was, you couldn't see this little island that was vividly obvious in colour, and that's where you had to get your little lemmings to land on mm-hmm. first. I spent a week until I happened to see it on somebody else's colour Mac for it. Um, my hair, my chair was ringed with hair from pulled out <laughs> uh, over this. But, but, the, but otherwise it was fun. But the Apple Arcade metric, it compares to Steam, which uh, has about 10% of U.S. consumers uh, going on every week. These numbers are very, very odd. Obviously, if someone opens an Apple Arcade game on their phone to play Solitaire, it's not necessarily the same thing as saying someone on Steam opening uh, a game. But there are a a comparable number of easy-to-hard titles just 
many, many more on Steam. Uh, so it appears that the market of gamers addressable in the United States, at least online, is about 10%. And um, all of these companies are addressing them simultaneously, <laughs> which is my assumption. Because when you're a gamer, you just game everywhere. You play on everything you have. That's always been my yeah. attitude. Every device I have iPad, iPhone, MacBook, whatever, has a video game on it of some kind. But moving on, we have uh, a story about almost you, but you decided not to be. Uh, the a- Apple prepares to enable sideloading and App Store changes in the U. It's, they're splitting the App Store in two, William. It's uh, kind yes. of wild. Yeah. Yes. Of course, when you said you, I thought you meant me, but you mean EU. Oh, well, actually, I suppose uh, I'm in England, so we're not we're in Europe, but we're not in the European Union. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I'm. I suppose I'm not surprised. What else are they going to do? Um, I don't understand the the scale of something uh, like the App Store and how big it is. It's like I, I always wonder when Apple takes down the Apple Store because they're updating it with a new product. It can't really be necessary can it but then you think they're updating the american store and the british store and all these stores around the world with slightly different things different prices all this stuff it probably is a giant database update job and i can see if they want to make it simpler um splitting i mean in retrospect it makes sense to me i wouldn't have guessed it in advance did it surprise you or does it seem like an obvious move um this was always seemed to be one of two solutions which the other solution was just make this change everywhere which as we've seen, Apple's very much scorched earth Apple right now. They just don't care. They want to fight these regulations tooth and nail. So they're going to do um, malicious compliance in any way that they can. They're going to comply with the rules, but in the meanest way possible. Uh, I don't know how this affects developers. Um, are they going to have to release EU and non-EU versions of their apps? Is this going to act as a separate app store? Who knows? We'll see how this is all implemented early days yet but the plan is to split the app store in two or at least cut a chunk of it off and call it the eu app store and then this 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 change is meant to give um users the ability to access other app stores and side loading uh which was people were hoping might reach around the world but not the case it will take some very serious regulation in the united states and years of appear of appeals before that can happen here uh so don't hold your breath Unless you're in the EU. Um, it, speaking of... Oh, go ahead. I was just thinking, it's going to have to be a hell of a great app that's not available on the regular app store for me to schlep around loading up another app store, finding something else to do. I mean, I find Steam a pain. I use yeah. it for one game to review, and it's like 20 steps to get what I want. No. Uh, so I, I I think what will shake out is that nothing will happen for the magnificent majority of developers, but there will be the oh, yeah. giant ones who can afford their own back end or already have their back end uh, accounting stuff to deal with all this thing. And it's a, this is possible on Google, and almost no one does it. Um, oh, right. But I will point out there is at least one set of apps that I would immediately go and get, and those are emulators. And I'm very happy to go to the download the official alt store app store whenever that if that ever came to the United States as a possibility, and then download every emulator and run Nintendo GameCube on my iPad. Absolutely would do that. <laughs> um, right, the games are the pull. Though, aren't they? I oh, see. Ab- absolutely. I mean, emulate. There, this is a whole another conversation, but emulation, I think, is what's going to. It's it's kind of like having a library for video games. It's what's going to save all this information for the future because all of this old media is dying. I yeah. mean, I have a I have a Game Boy uh, 
analog called Analog Pocket. It's like a Game Boy, but newer, uh, made by a third-party company. And it can run the old cartridges, but man, those old cartridges, they eventually just die. I mean, I can change the batteries and I can uh, try to make them work, but anyway, eventually a lot of these things will just stop working. So emulation is the only way to preserve video game history, and uh, that there you go. Uh, I think... I think it's something that's interesting, and I hate that Apple doesn't allow emulation, but I understand why they don't, because you can get into a lot of thievery, weird, gray areas with emulation very quickly. All right, I didn't uh, realize all that. Tools, all tools can be used for evil, William. Wow. Um, okay. Suddenly I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so speaking of alt stores, Epic wants to uh, have an alt store, of course, and part of their push with their battle with Apple is to enable this, but they are failing in the United States, which again, uh, I'll reiterate means we'll probably never see this, or it might be a decade before we see any kind of, um, actual legislation push for alternate app stores in the United States. Uh, Supreme court refused to hear Apple and Epic's plea to, um, well, Epic wanted to fix their eight out of nine losses. Apple just wanted to fix their one out of nine (laughs) losses and, uh, neither, neither case was heard. And now we're getting some changes. Do you, what do you, what do you know about these, uh, updates, William? Well, honestly, I was slightly disappointed. It's like, uh, because Supreme Court said, nah, whatever, not dealing with this. Uh, that's it. It's all over. It feels like there should have been a big finish, something dramatic. But then on the other hand, I, I genuinely believe that no legal case in America ever ends. So I was thinking, there's, really? There's more sure? important cases for the Supreme Court to be hearing right now, I think. Are you, uh, so, you, Are you sure? I think really? I think we can put this in our back pocket when all the other, when when all the other problems are solved. Maybe we can discuss whether or not <laughs> Apple um, is monetizing their app store correctly. I feel like that's small potatoes by comparison. Well, I, I actually I have no problem. I, I might have different problems with Apple, but the, charging thirty percent, no, because I remember when software was sold in shops and in boxes and things, and if you were a developer then. With, what with the cut of printing costs and distribution and shelf space, transport of this stuff, logistics of it, if you saw 30% yourself, you were lucky. So getting 70% of it and having Apple deal with all the tax around the world and things, um, I have no problem at all with Apple and their 30%. So, Yeah, I I think it works, and they have the small business cutout, um, but... There could always be more granularity. There could always be more exceptions, and these kinds of cases could eventually lead to that. I don't have a problem with that, but the Supreme Court just feels a little extra for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Apple is willing to hear developers. It's just Epic is the worst ambassador you could probably pick. It's, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. like it's like asking a madman billionaire to get us to Mars. It's like, <laughs> do we not have any better options? But uh, Apple's malicious compliance on this one was basically, yeah, we'll do it, fine. We'll allow external links, but there's a list of exceptions. I mean, I wrote almost a thousand words <laughs> based on the number of exceptions and yeah. rules for this. So long story short, if an app wants to link you to an external purchase, so basically if you're in Roblox and you want to buy some Robux uh, from the digital store rather than from the in-app purchase, first of all, the in-app purchase still has to be available. They can't remove it in favor of an external link. Developers can't beg users to stay uh, to go to the external link. They can't um, dissuade them. It can't show up in the in-app purchase flow. It has to show up only once in the entire app, um, and it has to be in a modal dialog separate from in the in-app purchase flow. So 
uh, or I'm sorry, it can't be in a modal dialog, but it has to be in a place separate from the in-app purchase flow, like in the login window. You can have a little link at the bottom saying, go to the Roblox store um, on Safari. It has to open a window saying, if you, you're ex- exiting um, the app, you're going to an external browser, you're no longer doing business with Apple, clicking this link might mean uh, danger to your life and your loved ones. And uh, then it takes you to the store, and the store must only contain uh, link device, things that you can buy that are available in that game that it was linked to. And it's all only done through an application process through Apple, getting you a special link entitlement. It's very aggressive, very difficult to implement, and Apple still collects 27% commission (laughs) on everything sold through that link. If someone finds that storefront through an email or just on their own through a Google search, Apple doesn't collect commission. But if they get to that store through the link that's very aggressive inside of the app, they get that 27%. And... It must be paid to Apple within seven days, or you're in danger of having your app revoked or even your license revoked, if you, especially if you're using this for spamming customers. Okay. You're not going to test me on all that, are you? <laughs> no, I just remember it because I just wrote it like two days ago. But it, there is a lot. There is a lot. And you can't submit apps on a Tuesday or something like that. And, uh, uh, yeah, the okay. moon has to be, uh, yes. it has to be a, blue, a blue moon and... Um, Mercury in retrograde. This episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. As an Englishman who works with Americans, I've always heard that it's complicated finding a doctor in the States, but I had not appreciated just how much work it is. I didn't know, for instance, that you could find a doctor, book an appointment, and only when you get there find out that they don't take your insurance. That is one of the problems ZocDoc just removes. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. You know before you go that they take your insurance because you can have ZocDoc show you just the ones who do and just the ones who are near you. You can filter your search and then book the doctor you need immediately, typically seeing them within between 24 and 72 hours. If I lived in the States... I'd be using ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C, excuse me, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Apple Insider. ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider. Thank you to ZocDoc for sponsoring this week's episode of the Apple Insider podcast. Uh, iOS 17.3 is coming next week. Yeah, and excited? we know. I, well, yeah. actually, I am a little bit. It's just unusual to know that it's... I mean, I suppose we don't know when next week, but Apple doesn't Tuesday. usually say... Is it just... Well, no, okay. no, no, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. it's, I, I'm laying my money on the table now. Put it all on black. It's Tuesday, yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, should... Would, I should should I counter bet and say Wednesday, <laughs> or am I just... Wednesday being... would be a terrible pick. Thur- Thursday would be your better pick. Apple loves Tuesdays and Thursdays. What if I went for Tuesday afternoon? There you that, go. Okay. All right. Um, the closest without going over. This is not the price is right. So. Okay. But we've got a time zone factor uh, here because <laughs> it, it'll land here later than it does with you. So that's just not fair at all, is it? Uh, yes. Um, but we know about it because Apple kind of didn't announce it but mentioned it in the announcement for um, 
what was the thing it announced? The uh, new watch bands, new posters. The Black uh, Unity uh, Bloom Apple you. Watch Band yes, and Unity Wallpaper. Bloom. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, great name. So I was reading that way, all happily interesting, and then right at the bottom, requires iOS 17.3. And it's like, well, hello, and available next week. So, yes, uh, my attention drifted at the very last second there for it. I mean, it's only 17.3, and it's not like we're going to get a new journal-like thing in it. But I'm looking forward to the changes in Apple Music, the listing of uh, composers and things. I believe we're also getting the collaborative uh, playlists have returned. Uh, That'll be fun. And... I think. Also, are you going to turn on the device, the stolen device protection, William? I think about it. I think about it a lot, but I haven't decided, and I'm totally unsure why. It doesn't sound like a bad thing to have. I don't on. think anything can go wrong with. It. I think they. I think it's a pretty good system. I've had it on since beta one, and I honestly haven't even noticed whether it's on or not. And I think that's the point. I, they've done a good job here. Mm. So actually, then to be clear, because what I remember of this, I remember this because it was that story of uh, passcode thieves. Um, it was a uh, convicted passcode thief. That's a line on your CV, isn't it? I mean, there you are in prison and some people have done murders and crimes like bank robberies and things and you've stolen a passcode. I bet there's a hierarchy in prison and you're not very high up in it, but somebody admits this and confesses on how it's done by chance sort of, around the same time that Apple introduced this. And what I took away was Apple hasn't changed anything. It's just added a delay so that nobody can quickly well, do things. Is that it, right? Or is it's, more? It, it's rather complex. We, ha- we have a whole story in, uh, on this, and uh, we discussed this in a previous episode. But to recap, um, basically with a, a stolen device protection turned on, your passcode is no longer usable as a way to alter your most fundamental parts of your Apple ID or accessing certain parts of your device. Biometrics become the only option unless you're in a location that is not defined by the user. It's defined by the device um, as home or work or another um, location that it deems as a normal location. And I specifically asked Apple, what if you're at a bar every day? Is it going to deem that as a safe location? And then suddenly you're now in trouble uh no it for whatever reason it knows like this is your home it has access to all this information in your contacts and yada yada we can go on this all day but they're very intelligently determining safe locations for this and when you're in those locations you can use your passcode to alter things you don't have to wait on the delay but basically what happens is if you want to if someone steals your phone and you're out in town um they would have to First, know your passcode, which was the problem. So, okay, they got in your phone, and now they have access to your photos. But guess what? They don't have access to your hidden photos because that's locked by a biometric. Um, so use that hidden photos folder, guys. Uh, then you uh, like, But they can go to settings, right? And then go to your Apple ID and wreak havoc? No. They'll, if they go all the way to settings, go to your Apple ID, and like try to remove your um what is it like your uh backup contact the people who get your information and cl- to reset your apple id like okay. uh the, the reset verification the codes like they, ca- they can't go in there and change any of that they can't change your password why because when they go to do that it pops up and says scan your biometric now they don't have your face I, at least i hope they don't so they would have to steal your phone enter your passcode open settings start the process of changing your password scan your mm. face 
before running away, all without hopefully maybe you've, you're just completely unaware, and then wait and agree. They have to tap an agree button. They have to agree to wait an hour. So they're going to hang around you. I don't know if you're tied up or something. Wait around the bar. Maybe you just uh, the entire hour you're completely out of it. I don't know, but an hour later it pops up again. Scan the biometric again. Then they have to scan the face. And then, and only then, can you change the Apple ID password or alter specific settings that could leave the user without access to their Apple ID. And presumably, in that period of time, you would also have gone to Find My and locked the device, preventing any of this from happening anyway. But because of the biometric locks and because of needing biometrics at every turn, it's nearly impossible in this situation to get access to your Apple ID and have all of this taken away from you. So it sounds like I should definitely turn it on and have a more exciting nightlife than I do. Okay. Well, it turns out if you if you read the story, the guy was just like, yeah, I didn't even have to like shoulder, shoulder surf. I would just be like, oh, let me take yeah. your picture. Oh, it's locked. What's yeah. your passcode? And people would be like, it's one, two, three, four. <laughs> and that's yes. it. That's all you had to do. And yeah, don't do not do that. Just don't, guys. Don't give Am people I right, though, that this is not enabled by default, that you have to elect to you turn it You have to turn it on. You have to turn it on. Didn't, can you think of a reason why Apple wouldn't just have it on? Because in the situation that it goes wrong for some reason, and you're, maybe your workplace or your personal reasons, uh, maybe you're in an abusive situation, and you need uh, to go in and change access to your Apple ID, you need to change your password, and now there's an hour delay, and your spouse, who is... N- like maybe yeah. you've run away from home and you're now no longer in your safe location. So your passcode doesn't work. So you have to wait the hour, but your spouse is at home with your iPad and doesn't have to wait the hour. So your spouse goes into your iPad and changes the passcode and changes the Apple ID password all without the hour delay while you're gone. And now you've lost access to everything and your phone's locked out because yeah. they put it in loss mode, right? Like there's yeah. situations like that where this system can actually hurt you more than it can help you. People have to know on a case by case basis, whether they want to turn it on or not. I think I preferred the nightclub stories. Okay. As long as people hey. know that this exists and I don't know that I would, uh, cause I realized I'm on one of the beaters and I was aware that it was there, but only because I'd read about it. Um, I don't remember anything telling me, uh, did I just miss an alert on some install of a beta? Uh, so Apple made it clear that this is in the beta. It was a beta test so that only people uh, who knew what they were doing would go and turn it on. But once it's released, there will be a modal that comes up and says, Hey, this exists. Would you like to turn oh, great. it on? Good. Yeah. Good. That makes sense. All right, so we've spent a lovely first half hour there. Let's jump right in to a couple of big stories for the week. Um, we are getting the Vision Pro, guys, don't worry. But first, I'd like William to uh, tell me everything he knows about the Galaxy S24 Ultra. I may uh, or may not have provided him a cheat sheet. Well, if you did, I didn't. Uh, I can spell it. Um <laughs> I saw something that it has a lot of AI in it, but I don't know in what form. And I think I also heard that there's a Ring version uh, of it. Um, there is a there is a Samsung Smart Ring coming. Yes, they well, announced. Well, there you that. go. What more do you want? I well, I'd like to know what it does. I think now well, you've suddenly intrigued me. But okay. the this is the Apple Insider podcast, and I don't really want to dwell on it, honestly. I haven't been personally excited by an Android announcement in probably four or five years because it honest since I guess if I had to pin it, it's been since the camera design got wacky on the back. So go back and find when that was when they added like five or six cameras and they're just a bunch of eyeballs looking at you. 
that design period since basically since since then i've just been completely uninterested in samsung phones i'm more interested maybe learning what the pixel can do i don't know that's just personal preference they're still fine phones um but the their announcement was basically (laughs) it's really funny uh flat display no more curves so the weird curved distorted edges are gone finally thank goodness because uh, those were just honestly kind of annoying and ruined your ability to grip the phone um the titanium you know so they're doing the apple and they they're, they have titanium edges but they did better with the colors black gray violet and yellow uh we have the um nonsensical named doesn't tell me anything about the device snapdragon 8 gen 3 processor uh with 12 gigabytes of ram um you need all that ram of course because you're running android uh sick burn no just just joking but it's kind of it's kind of true uh iphone has eight gigs of ram by comparison guys uh the chip is capable of hardware ray tracing that that is the new uh popular go-to it means better gaming that i won't get into it here um we have 200 megapixel camera on the rear. Uh, that's Bend, of course. It actually still yeah. takes, I, I believe, like 12, maybe 24 megapixel photos. Uh, Samsung's Pixels, iPhones, they tar- they take some pretty sharp photos. It's all very subjective. I personally don't like how Samsung's photos come out. I believe they come out way too oversaturated, uh, and they come out way too sharp. Um, they they become unrealistic. I prefer Apple's approach to realistic photography. Uh, there's also a 5x optical uh, on a 50 megapixel camera. Great. I mean, hopefully Apple increases the in, uh, resolution on um, their telephoto uh, in a future release. I believe that lower resolution is what hurts that camera. And uh, But, again, with this 50 and 200 megapixel camera, you're trading... Uh, resolution for light gathering capabilities so i believe these devices might still suffer a little bit in the in the dark and might need to lean heavily on um artificially like enhancing dark mode and long exposures so we'll see how all that works when people get a hold of them uh they're they start at thirteen hundred dollars a hundred dollars more expensive than the previous model and a hundred dollars more expensive than the current iphone 15 pro max Mm. So does that sound enticing to you, William? Are you going to jump the ship to uh, Samsung? Yeah, right. Hold me back. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm curious about one thing. That, last thing you said there, when people get hold of them, um, they've been announced, but uh, are they not shipping yet? Do you I, know? I don't have that information offhand. I believe this is a February launch. Um, you right. can probably pre-order soon. Uh, if it, 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 They're relatively now phones they'll they'll be out soon enough and uh, i believe yeah. apple insider as always will get a hold of some we'll do some comparisons so keep an eye out on that don't worry i won't be writing the comparison guys i know uh <laughs> well it, certainly i won't i wouldn't understand <laughs> but uh, i'm just i'm really curious about the time Teresa. i remember the iphone used to come out somewhere in june july time and then they moved it and it seems just to make commercial sense to bring out your new thing just before christmas by the time Christmas comes around again, whatever the Galaxy S ninety nine or whatever it is, is going to be quite old hat and things. It feels like uh, you said there aren't holiday festivals for people to rush to buy this. Well, oh. Korea, you know, Samsung, they have a whole different set of holidays oh. they do, and their their busy time of year is actually coming soon. So, um, let's but, see. I mean, Japan's uh, Golden Week is much much later in the year, for example. The and Samsung has. Yeah. Um, I believe over a hundred smartphones in their portfolio that they release throughout the year. And, 
it's it's something like between fifty and a hundred. It's an an, an extravagant amount of phones because they make a lot of twenty dollars smartphones. Um, but they the Galaxy line, their premium line. There's only about eight of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, if you ever go look at the entire list of Samsung phones, it's a lot because they're they're an international market. Again, this isn't anything against Samsung. It's just they really make a lot of phones. That's why uh, our next story is interesting. Um, since 2013, because Samsung basically floods the market with smartphones from your prepaid $50 uh, device that barely turns on to your $1,300 eight-camera tentacle monster, um, the market has been oversaturated with Samsung phones, but that is changing very quickly in the Android landscape. I, I actually mentioned this before without having the data, but now we have the data, so you guys can't get mad at me. Because um, <laughs> we had a couple of people saying, well... <laughs> Don't don't do that. But no, this this has actually been the case. Uh, Samsung's being kind of broken up by the other Android OEMs like Huawei and Honor, uh, introducing their own range of phones, taking over the lower end. Apple is um, dominating pretty heavily at the high end uh, in the iPhone and iPhone Pro ranges, so six hundred dollar plus. Samsung has been thriving in the two hundred to four hundred and fifty dollar range of smartphones for a while now, but again. They're just being hit on all sides. So Samsung's actually been dethroned as the global top shipper of smartphones in 2023. Apple took that place. Um, yeah, so for the first time. And uh, the, the company actually, Samsung, has actually been the number one per market share per shipments globally since 2013, every year. Uh, so a decade strong. And Apple um, in 2023, because of its... Uh, wide portfolio of phones from the SE to the uh, you can get the what is it the four, 13 14 still on sale on certain models oh, yeah. uh, new yeah. the gray market is pretty saturated plus the pro lines are very uh, desirable and they're selling very well the actual actually the iPhone 15 Pro Max it seems is still the most popular model to buy which it's normally not by January it's normally f- fallen to the normal iPhone 15. Um, so Apple's having having a pretty strong run, and the global smartphone market is on a downturn. So everyone who isn't buying an iPhone just isn't buying a phone, according to market statistics, basically. I see. Right. And so the entire market has actually seen a downturn. Apple is one of the only ones in the top three to actually see an increase in smartphone sales. Everyone else saw a decrease, and Samsung fell to that second position. So there's a lot of you know, things, as they would say, headwinds. There's a lot of things in Apple's favor. But it is interesting that this year of all years, after four quarters of consecutive revenue drops, that Apple would take the crown mm. as the lead shipper of smartphones globally. Is it not possible that it's just the case that everything is dreadful, but Apple hasn't got as dreadful as dreadful a time as everybody else yet? Everybody's the- got a smartphone. They don't need another one. It's over. So, the we can trace this to a couple of things, and uh, this is a whole other podcast, but basically it looks like Samsung's push for ultra-premium, so its devices are getting more expensive, there's no middle. The middle is falling away, um, so that you either buy, like Samsung... If you're buying an expensive Samsung phone, you're buying the ultra. You're buying the most expensive model, uh, the 
pluses and the ones that are below it that compete more directly with the iPhones are just less desirable. People aren't going for them. The people in that market range who want an Android phone are going for the competitors. They're going for Pixels. They're going for Honor, Xiaomi, whatever market you're in, you're going for that model instead of Samsung's model. So uh, the only desirable phone Samsung's selling is the top model, and it is a good phone. Again, like I'm not saying like they're they're making poor phones or anything it's just a very competitive market and then at samsung's low end they're getting killed by all of these other companies coming in and just you know eating their cake or whatever like they're coming in with all these even cheaper even more sluggish even more terrible phones and just basically giving them away for free on all kinds of different subsidies and stuff with carriers and governments uh to the point where samsung's no longer shipping as many they they if if the government isn't using samsung as their uh you know free phone dispensary then they're losing a lot of sales so basically the middle is disappearing for samsung and the bottom is getting taken over and the top is the only place they can compete but it's heavy competition apple meanwhile is serving customers who everywhere from a $300 phone to a $2,000 phone if you get enough storage. Um, and people, as the market shows, as numbers show, people are buying it. And whatever reason that is, maybe they see Apple as more luxurious, maybe it's more desirable, maybe the operating system is just where they want it to be, maybe it's for business, maybe it's the blue bubble envy, I don't know, but they're, Apple's just really killing it right now. This episode is brought to you by Nom Nom, freshly made and personalised food for your dog. I don't have pets, but I work with a friend who has many, many of them. She has his rescue dogs, and once in the middle of a meeting in her house, five of them raced to a kitchen, and the sheer volume of air they pushed out of their way made, made for this little tornado. In that kitchen... She was feeding five dogs that were all different breeds, different ages, and you're a dog owner, you know this, very different temperaments, different characters, and of course, different tastes. What Nom Nom offers is different food for every dog. Freshly made dog food made with wholesome ingredients from nutrient-packed recipes designed by board-certified veterinary nutritionists. Nom Nom has already delivered over 40 million meals to dogs. Delivery is free, too, and there is a money-back guarantee on your first order. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash appleinsider. Spelled T-R-Y-N-O-M dot com slash appleinsider for 50% off. So trynom.com slash appleinsider. And our thanks to Nom Nom for supporting the Apple Insider podcast. I do remember thinking, uh, I don't upgrade every year, but in recent years it's been most years. I skipped the 14, uh, but that was unusual. I just the, There's the point of pain when you pay the money, over a £1,000 for a phone. But you forget that once you've paid it, iPhones, and you just enjoy the phone. With the iPhone 15 Pro I've got, I do, I actually I like it more and more all the time, but I'm still... For some reason, I'm really conscious I am taking a thousand pounds out of my pocket every time I get it out to do something. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's just different economics, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe next time I'll just go for an iPhone 16 or 17 or whatever is the low end of it. Except I think so, I probably won't. No, no, no. I mean, I bought the one terabyte, I bought the biggest, most expensive iPhone you could get. It's ridiculous, and I love mm-hmm. it, but 
Um, so, so the one thing that headlines Samsung's announcement is interesting. Same thing Pixel did. They announced that there will be seven years of updates. Now, I think originally we thought, oh, Google, this is an interesting uh, commitment. But now that Samsung said it, I think it might have to do with the processor. I think it might have to do with... <laughs> Let's see. I don't think it actually has anything to do with Samsung or Google being extra nice to their customers. I think Snapdragon and whoever, I know, okay, guys, I I hear you. Google uses its own proprietary chipset. Samsung even has its own proprietary chipset next to the Snapdragon. There's all this stuff out there, but they're all made by um, Qualcomm. And so going up a level, I believe what's happening here is is these manufacturers making the chips uh, are able to give promises basically saying this chipset because of its performance because of this power we're guaranteeing you will be able to work for the next seven years or maybe they're being conservative maybe it's actually 10 years but they're just saying seven to play it safe we don't know what these updates look like they're promising feature updates security and os upgrades for seven years but again they can give you android whatever number i don't even know where we are now uh and then just take away all the features that doesn't work on that device and say, you're still yeah. on it. You got the update, right? So we'll see how this goes. It's an interesting promise. People are comparing it to Apple saying, well, Apple, you know, the iPhone X the last one. And that, that was what? Oh, seven years ago. Funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what that what's up with that number, but it just seems to be what the industry is chasing. And great. I'm glad that we can kind of see these phones last longer, maybe eliminate some waste, have more of a uh, resellers brown market and hand-me-downs and stuff like that. It, it It's definitely good for the environment to have this stuff happen. And Android needed to step up their game. So whether or not they fulfill these promises is a different story. We've seen a lot of articles already talking about, wow, you know, this is amazing. And uh, it's a great commitment. Yeah, but they haven't actually done it yet. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they actually know what's coming next in Android Toffee Apple or whatever the next one is. And that it's not going to, there's nothing new to add. Nothing's going to stretch things like, you know, the way Barclays have told us that the iPhone 16 Pro will have no compelling new features. That's it. Smartphones are are over. And (laughs) um so they they're being replaced they're by the humane mm. AI pin. Maybe yes. Samsung and Google know that their time is up, and this is the last wow. phone they'll ever sell. Could, and they have to they, they have to support it for seven years just to give AI time, uh, human humane's AI pin time to uh, saturate the market. Am I the only uh, one who quite fancies the humane AI pin? I mean, I I don't think I want it enough to buy it when it comes out in the UK. Or certainly, the monthly subscription seems a bit steep for what I would use it for, but. You know, yeah, it's the old Star Trek thing, isn't it? Tap it and, you know, Gallagher's I, Enterprise. I, I could be in for that, yeah. I would call it interesting if useless. That would be my headline for the review. Um, oh, that's yeah. harsh. It's very I mean, harsh. But, yeah. And it but looks probably nice. True. It does look nice. Uh, it's a, you know, Johnny Ive, I don't know. But um, anyway, I we already got the uh, anti-steering yeah. policy. Um, so I wanted to jump to uh, two last stories. We're going to do a, the last bit of the show is going to be All Vision Pro. So, But real yeah. quick, I wanted to bring up a little story I had uh, championing my title, the champion of features no one's heard of. William, <laughs> Yes. did you know that Apple News now supports live activities? No, I did not. Uh, I discovered this like a couple of days ago. So, um, oh, no, this no, must no, have been a... no. I know where this is going. Is this going to be for 
the uh, the count of the votes in the primaries or something? Yeah. Am I going to be yep, able yep. to get depressed? Well, I'm not going to get into the details. I mean, uh, you know, politics aside, this is an interesting feature. So, yes, for the 2024 election in America, we are electing a president, probably, as long as it doesn't change what kind of government we are by the end of the election. We'll find out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's a uh, Apple every year since, I don't know, 2016. Uh, when did Apple News come out? 2014? Uh, anyways, like it, this stuff's been around for a while apple every year has been enhancing what it can do and they have a special tab that appears every election year um for tracking the election and seeing caucuses and results and they gather all the news from different agencies they try to you know remain unbiased yes uh, it they give you a lot of here's this news resource, but here's the opposite view from this other news resource. And it's all collected together. Um, this year they've tweaked it a bit. Uh, first of all, live activities, everyone has uh, all the iPhones now have, um, dynamic Island. So you now can follow a caucus live or a voting stream live from the Apple news app in your dynamic Island or on your lock screen. And you get all the information right there with a quick link back to the story section in Apple news really interesting i used it for the yeah. iowa caucuses which were over very quickly so i didn't get to use it for very long but um it, it was just interesting seeing that information there and i wonder what apple news is going to do with this if other publications that aren't apple news editors might be able to take advantage of this so we'll see how that evolves but um, the very curious now will they do anything like that here for the uk uh, the way UK laws are different, we don't have fixed terms. Um, the UK, the general election in the UK must happen by the January the twenty eighth. I think it is twenty twenty five. But it's the government's decision when it will happen, and obviously they pick the time they think is best for them. At the moment, people are saying October time. Uh, even when that happens, we don't have a similar thing of the electoral college or whatever. Yeah. It's just uh, somebody gets into power and the public loses out. That's really how it is. So I don't know what <laughs> numbers would be shown. I, dynamic, I, I don't think the UK election has ever been called dynamic. Uh, so maybe it just won't qualify for so, that. But, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, Apple's editors, I believe, are mostly um, America, United States-based. They have editors around the world because they have... Um, human curated content for apple news everywhere apple news exists so they probably have yeah. at least one intern in every country uh doing this but um i don't know i think that it's a cool feature but they also updated this section i just wanted to bring it up on the show so people know because again mm. no one's ever heard of it uh <laughs> this is yes. this, this is care. part of my job i have to i have to be the ambassador of these features so uh, if you go to Apple News and go to the special election section, you can actually now go in. There's a little bu- little button that pops up that says um, customize your feed. And now there's a for you section inside of the election. So there's still the main, here's what's happening today. The Iowa Cox, whatever, for example, shows up at the top of this, the page. Here's the latest news from various sources with different points of view. And then a for you section. And now you can customize that by selecting your candidates of choice. Who are you interested in following candidates wise? Um, you can select your state. So I selected Tennessee so I could see specific politics being brought up and different discussions being brought up in Tennessee. And then you can, you can pick, is there any specific channels, any specific um, journalists that you want to follow any company, whatever, any publication you want to follow. And you go through that process and then you have a curated for you section inside of the election feed. So 
I just think that's pretty cool. I like that Apple's yeah. trying to do more with Apple News. We're we're paying for it in New, in News Plus now, so I, I want to see more features in this app. And uh, as a last aside for this little section here, I just want to promote again. Um, if you don't already, go listen to Apple News today. It's really good. Like they do a great job of rounding up the news, especially in politics season when there's so much going on. They go into details. They explain the situations and and what's happening and who's running and where and why. And it's a 10 minute episode every day. And then on weekends, if you do the Apple news in conversation, they do extended interviews with people about all kinds of topics. So if you haven't done those already, give it a try, just throwing it out there. I haven't. I must do that. I actually, I really like Apple news plus I get it as part of Apple one. It's become my primary news thing except i would like to please just get rid of the sports section because i'll never go in there I let us like... customize that yes. button change it to something else yeah give the uk the crossword puzzles that you get in the states um and also i'm actually curious to know about this since you're using it now i remember the athletic uh joined up on his plus recently pretty much every day i get some promotion or some story from the athletic in my feed and I will never look at it because it's sports and I have yeah. no interest. And I've swiped everywhere saying less of this, but it feels like they're really pushing it on me. Um, do they know something about me that I don't, or is it no. just doing that to everybody? Apple probably got paid to promote the athletics existence for a couple months, so mm. it's going to show up everywhere. I, I don't think they're doing it overly aggressively, but yeah, anytime you open the news app and you scroll enough, you'll see yeah, athletics now a part of Apple News. Give it a try. And it's just like, I don't read sports, so I don't care. Um, okay. Vision Pro, there's so much here. My goodness. Uh, I knew we I knew we'd get to this point and be out of time because we that's what we do. Um, so Apple Vision Pro pre-orders go up tomorrow. As you listen to this, will you, it will be done. So check it out on yeah. Mastodon. You'll see whether or not I succeeded in getting a day one release. Uh, it has been solidified in the plans. I am going to Nashville to go to the Apple store and at opening time and see if people are there and to try out one of the in-person demos and hopefully pick up my headset at the same time. Uh, so and that will be fun. You promised you're going to Nashville of all places. So excited to go to Nashville. You're going to see a show while you're there, aren't you? That's what I want to know about. What are you going to see? Well, um, who's touring I Nashville now? I'll see the inside of several bars <laughs> that are owned by country singers. And uh, okay, well, just you watch your passcode while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Nashville should be fun. If any of our listeners are there, feel free to say hi. I'm not scary. I'm just, you know, me. Uh, but yeah, if, if anyone's going to be there, I'll be around. Um, so anyway. You'll be the guy in the bar with a headset on. Yeah, okay. I, I will not be. Uh, imagine being the first one to have their Apple Vision Pro stolen yes. at a bar. Oh. We could write the story. Yes, maybe I should do news. it just so we can cover it. Um, anyway, yeah. so of course, Apple Vision Pro pre-orders are a little complicated. You need an iPhone or uh, iPad with Face ID. If you don't, I expect you'll still be able to order one. It's just you won't know what size visor stuff you need. They'll give you estimates, but the fastest possible route, of course, is have Face ID ready uh, on an updated device with the Apple Store installed and updated. So yeah. that is key. If you wear glasses, have your prescription. Um, I went ahead and got a signed prescription because Warby Parker wanted to sign one uh, when I got glasses from them. I don't think Apple's going to be that restrictive, but I went ahead and did that anyway just to uh -huh. make sure. And I have all that ready in Apple Health. You can go ahead and do that as well. Go into Health, search for the word prescription, and then manually add the information and scan your prescription in. That way you'll have it for the order process. And basically the order will go 
you put in the order, you select your items, you select your storage, you pay, and then afterwards, Apple's going to reach out and say, send me your prescription. So that way, it doesn't gum up the process of the pre-order. Oh, right. So, right. But you still have to measure your head during the pre-order process, so keep that in mind. Um, the it's a funny in- one, this, isn't it? Very awkward, all of this stuff, but I'm sure it will go smoothly. It's going to be very different. I don't how how long do you think how many minutes or hours do you think until there's no it's the the order date slips the the ship date slips how long do you think uh I'm going to bet uh 15 minutes or fewer I hope so because if it's more than 2 minutes it means I can get one on release day <laughs> <laughs> um anything shorter than that and we're in danger of not getting one I really want one for release day for coverage reasons I would really I'm, I'm going to review this thing this is going to be fun this is going to be my my name plastered on the Apple Vision Pro review for Apple Insider mm. forever in history I will be the one who've done it um I'm really so surprised that... how excited I am by it. So, I mean, especially because I can't get it. I'm in the UK. It's way out of my budget as well. And also, I ha- although I've tried out headsets, I've had really no interest in them at all. But the mm. thing, I just, for some reason, as it got closer, I got more interested in them. This week, Apple announced lots of entertainment stuff. Now, I don't actually have any interest in 3D movies, but the idea of a really crisp Apple TV Plus screen in your face while you sit on the desert in Tatooine. Well, I'm not even that fussed I fancy that, but it's just the picture quality and the sound quality. That's what's exciting me. So it's a very I, expensive uh, thing to weigh, but I like it. Please, I'm excited. I, I feel like no one's really talking about these, and I think it's just because we can't experience them or even see them. I don't even know how you trailer this kind of thing. But um, the 8K uh, experiences where you're inside of a... Uh, piece of entertainment like um inside of alicia key's rehearsal room or on the edge of a cliff watching a woman uh walk a line you know uh what is that uh yeah doing that thing (laughs) in the uh, suspended in the air by a piece of wire and you're watching in 8k 3d or you can look over the cliff edge and see the depth of the of the side um the uh being able to do documentaries where you can walk up to the animal and look at it or the prehistoric planet has its own documentary series inside of this 8k viewable landscape and there's an interactive game where you get to look at dinosaurs and walk around them and have them walk around your living room uh those are what's interesting to me and i can't wait to try them out um so all of that's detailed in a story that's in the show notes uh apple announced different things that'll be available of course um 3d content it's what we hope for. If you already own it, you got it. You do not have to purchase it again in iTunes. So I own a lot of movies, and a lot of them are available in 3D. And I'm excited to see which ones will be 3D on launch. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'll be watching Super Mario in 3D, of course, uh, as one of my Obviously. first movies. But naturally, what else would you pick? Is that good, that film, or...? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, because it's a game. Of course you liked it. Right. Oh, okay. Right. The writing was really now. good. The writing All was right. good. All right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Go go read the script, William. It's fine. Um, Do you know, if I can get it, I will. I just read the Barbie script, and it was fantastic and joyous. Oh, the movie's so good. The movie's I so good. loved that. And that's based on a doll that I've never even seen in real life. So, yes, I can well believe a game movie All is right. good. But, We're right. running out of time, so I just want to hit a few points. Um Accessories for Apple Vision Pro are still mostly unknown. Belkin mm. uh, might have a battery clip. Um, 
I want to look into extending the battery life uh, by swap, hot swapping uh, batteries. So basically having oh, yeah. a little anchor guy there, plug it in, and then when it depletes, uh, we're on just, Vision Pro power. Just plug it into plug in the anchor thing and then grab another one, and then there you go. You just forever keep floating that Vision Pro so it doesn't shut down mid-use. I don't think battery oh. life is going to be as much of an issue as people say. Uh, it's a, it's a bit of a nothing burger. It charges over USB-C. The battery's external. You can put it in your pocket or on your belt, and then you can have an additional little battery there to keep it floating at 100% while you're using it. So I just... If, if you can't get what you need done in two hours, I think you can get it done in four or six uh, with a couple of extended batteries. So it's just... It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that much of an issue. And of course, there's power everywhere. You just plug it in. Um, also, we have... Let's see... We know that the M2 processor in it is basically the Mac Mini's M2 processor. Yeah. It's not really that that important, I don't think. It's going to do what it does regardless. It's it's an M2. It's fine. This thing's going to last a few years. I think as something kind of hit me the other day, William, and I'll see if you agree. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the Vision Pro until like 2027. Um, we might get an Apple Vision that's cheaper. Uh in the meantime, maybe 2026, I think at the earliest, is what rumors Good are suggesting, point. supply chain. So this is going to be the Vision Pro for a while before we get Vision Pro 2. And M2 is our thing. But the external battery pack, it not being part of the headset, means if the battery ages, you just swap out the battery. So, oh, I see what you mean. Yes, I hadn't thought I, of that. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think with the M2, we get the longevity. It, this device is always going to do what it's going to do. Um, and that's not going to change in two years. Uh, and, um, once we need more processing power, there'll be a new headset to address that, but we don't need it right now. And that's fine. Uh, and the battery, as it depletes, we can just trade it out for a new one, probably for a silly amount of money. It'll probably cost a hundred, if not more. Um, but anyway, I think that that just means that this is fine. And if you really need more power, guess what? It works with your Mac as a second display. So upgrade your Mac use your vision pro and now suddenly you're on the m4 macbook pro looking at it yeah. through your vision pro so I, I i think the longevity of this device is not in question i think it'll last many years before we even have to think about upgrading it and i, I i'm excited by that can i make a request though uh since i mean as we speak you are a pixel away from getting this i'd really like to know what you think of the uh the virtual keyboard because i'm hearing very mixed things about it i didn't think you were likely to type seventy thousand words of a novel with your hands up in midair but uh, i'm hearing some people saying it's great and others saying it's unworkable so it's be very curious to know it's a workaround uh i'm i don't plan on uh, anywhere that you would need the virtual keyboard you can just use your voice um because touch typing on the air keyboard just isn't going to work I'm going to connect a Bluetooth keyboard to this thing, and I'm just going to have okay. Bluetooth keyboards wherever I need them. I don't know. It's it's not that – I don't think this is that much to get hung up on. It's so funny what people focus on on new products, especially from Apple. I just – I'm going to connect a, a, a mechanical keyboard, and I'm going to write in this. I'm going to do work in this, but I'm yeah. not going to do it on their digital keyboard. I'm going to try it. I'm going to use it. It's just not going to be a primary okay. or even secondary use case for me. Oh, please let me know what you think because um, I'm going to live it vicariously through you. I am. All so. right. So we're running out of time. I did want to say Netflix not coming to Apple Vision Pro. You yeah. have to watch it in Safari. That's a fun story. Give that a read. And um, something we mentioned last week, one of my hopes, Apple has patented it. It's not official announced or anything. could be in Vision OS 2, but the ability to use EyeSight using other 
methods, right? As maybe you want anime eyes, maybe you want yes. uh, cyberpunk eyes. That is a patent story. I'll go give that a read in show notes. We don't have time to cover it today. Any last thoughts from you, William, before we close up? Only that I'm I'm surprised to say how envious I am. Uh, I'd love to see a show in Nashville uh, and pick up a Vision Pro. I mean, it's going to be so exciting leaving it at the store with it in your hand, assuming you can, fingers crossed, and then carrying it all the way home, waiting till you get it up. It's like Christmas on a Friday in January. Excellent. Oh, that thing's going to be in use in the hotel room. Don't 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 get me wrong. We're going to open that thing up and get right to it. Uh, you'll see a couple of stories from me on February 2nd because I will be working <laughs> that day um, as I am stuck in Nashville. So uh, before we go, I want to uh, ask our listeners for input on Apple Vision Pro coverage. Um, we got a couple weeks leading up to it where we're going to be discussing Vision Pro, various aspects of it, uh, breaking down some of the features, yada, yada. Anything you want to hear there, let us know. We can try to squeeze it in. Best place to get a hold of us is through email. Uh, we want to... Um, discuss this so the apple insider email address or my email address or even william send us your thoughts about vision pro any questions you have and uh, we can consider it for coverage specific if you haven't seen it from other resources we're trying to look for uh, unique ways to discuss this product as we approach release um so my email address of course is wes at appleinsider.com you'll find it in the show notes just uh let us know any ideas you might have um also, if you're in an industry, if you're a doctor, if you're a welder, if you're a mechanic, anything like that, and your boss or your company is ordering Vision Pros for your company, that would be great to know. We'd love to hear from you guys, even if it has to be done anonymously. We don't have to mention your specific company name. We're just trying to gather information about how these are being sold. And if you personally are buying a Vision Pro and uh, plan on using it, and you maybe think you have a unique use case or anything like that, just reach out and let us know. We, we would love to hear from you. We're all excited about this together, and we can't wait to uh, discuss this in future episodes. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Apple Insider podcast and thanks to our sponsors ZocDoc and NomNom. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts like the Apple Insider Daily uh, where we'll get up to the minute daily news for about 10 minutes uh, episode. Um, and we also have the HomeKit Insider podcast where Andrew and I and sometimes guests discuss Apple Home. Uh, William, where can you be found on the internet? Well, um, I mentioned my 58 Keys YouTube channel. If you go to uh, youtube.com slash 58 Keys, you see me wibbling on about Macs specifically for writers. So really, it's a very writer-specific thing, but I'm there a lot. Otherwise, uh, my email address is william at appleinsider.com. And actually, I love emails. It's my favorite form of communication, in fact. So, yes, please, tell me why you also can't get a Vision Pro because you're not in America. (laughs) As always, I'm on Mastodon. You can message me on Twitter. I'll get back to you. I'm just not active there. And again, my email address. And uh, I'm actually a guest on the iPad Pros podcast. We'll have a link to that in the show notes as well, uh, where I talk to Tim Chatton about me joining Apple Insider, my journey to becoming an iPad-only user, and everything around that. So if you want to hear about you know my Navy stuff or my origin story or anything like that, if you maybe haven't heard it before, iPad Pros podcast this week should be pretty fun. Um, Excellent. I'll be listening to that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks, you guys, for listening, and we'll be back next week.